Welcome to the Kona Edge, where you'll discover what the best triathletes in the world do to give them the edge. Welcome back on to yet another edition of the Kona Edge. I'm Brad Brown. It's awesome to have you uh, along with us today. Before we get into uh, today's interview, and it's uh, a great story that I'm looking forward to sharing, she was the youngest competitor uh, at the Ironman World Championships in 2015, talking about Julia Slyer. Uh, she's going to be joining us on today's podcast. But before we get into that, time is running out. If you'd like to uh, stand in line to win yourself uh, an all-expenses-paid trip to, or I say trip, it's it's an entry uh, into an Ironman race. All you need to do is head over to theconeedge.com forward slash win, okay? Uh, entries close at the end of November. That's theconeedge.com forward slash win. We're giving away an entry into an Ironman race. All you need to do is leave us a review uh, and a rating on iTunes and uh, get onto that URL. Submit your details and who knows, you could uh, we could be paying for your next Ironman. We've had uh, some incredible reviews in. Got one in from I am Carl in the United Kingdom saying I've gained a lot from listening to this podcast informative and will help everyone improve that PB thank you very much for that one uh, also in from Tri Smitty in the United States saying great source of knowledge and perspective from those who have tamed this distance huge in the injury prevention segment as well so Tri Smitty thank you very much for that don't forget you can get your review in as well and uh, the URL to get to uh, if you'd like to enter that contest is theconaedge.com forward slash win but uh, that's about it from me. All the housekeeping out of the way. Let's get straight into today's show. And uh, we chat to a pretty inspiring youngster uh, by the name of Julia Slyer. Well, we head to upstate New York now to catch up with uh, someone who I'm pretty pretty tough that I'm getting to share her story because it's uh, quite a quite a phenomenal one. And we'll get into that in, in just a moment. But it's uh, a huge welcome to uh, to Julia Slyer. Julia, welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Julia, I'm so chuffed that we, we've got you. I mean, we've had the, the, pretty much the entire spectrum here on the Kona Edge. You raced in Kona in 2015. You were the, the youngest competitor on the Big Island. Yes, I was. That was really exciting. Do you, um, do you know offhand sort of to the day almost? I mean, obviously age uh, for the years you knew, but uh, to the day, do you know what it was? Um, I was 19 and I think four months, almost exactly. Wow. Well, Julia, I mean, people are probably listening to this and going, oh, you're 19 years old, so you were then. Uh, what, what do you know about Ironman? But you've been around the sport for a, a long, long time. Uh, I mean, your first one, first triathlon, not Ironman, uh, your first triathlon was a bit of a splash and dash when, when I think you were about four. Yeah, I've been doing this for a long, long time. Um, my dad has been doing Ironman since I was three, so I've always been exposed to it, and I wanted to be just like him. So he got me signed up for some splash and dash, some kids try. And then when I got a little older, I started doing sprints and Olympics. It's amazing. I, I grew up in a, in a family where my dad was an ultramarathon. And I remember going and watching him run some crazy ultramarathons, thinking one day when I'm, I'm old enough, I want to do it. And true as nuts, that's what we've done. And it, it's probably a sign for people who are doing the sport and they've got kids that you've got, you, you're bringing kids up around the sport. You, you're condemning them to a life of Ironman, aren't you? Because uh, you're sucked in good and proper now, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I definitely am. Apparently, when I was three, when I watched my dad in his first Ironman, I told my mom, when, am I, when I'm 18, I want to be an Ironman. And it actually happened. So 
That's incredible. I mean, it's, I don't know what it must be like growing up around the sport. It, it must feel pretty normal for you. I mean, it's, it is what it is. There, there's probably, uh, as special as it is doing one, but for you, it, it must be, you know, this is, this is just what you do. Yeah, pretty much. Um, well, my parents actually have a youth triathlon camp that my sister and I bothered them so much to create. Um, so we've been doing that for the past like 10 years. Um, and I'm actually now the director of Skyhead Adventure Summer Camps, which is pretty awesome. Um, yeah, but during my first Ironman, I couldn't even believe that it was happening. I was just so excited for the whole experience. Um, and I just smiled the entire time. What, what was the first one you did? Uh, I did Ironman Lake Placid in 2014. So that was about a month after I turned 18. Wow. I mean, that's that's phenomenal. What do you say to people who, who say to you, that's just too young to be doing the, the ultra, the long stuff? What, what, what do you say? I mean, I'm sure you hear it, but what, what do you say to people like who say that? Um. Yeah, so I do get that a lot. Um. I understand, like, from a physiological standpoint, how some people think that it's not a great thing. Um, but I have two awesome coaches and they kind of make sure that I'm not pushing myself too far. And I also know my own body really well. So if I'm getting overtrained or I'm super tired, I know when I need to take a break. And I, I find it fascinating too that you, I mean, you talk about the summer camp and you, you're the, di- the, you're the director of, of that camp, but you, you're also in school and you, you're pretty busy. It's not like you, you, you're just messing about at school. Tell us a little about what you're studying. Uh, yeah, so I am currently studying biology and psychology as a double major, and I'm on a pre-medicine track. Uh, so I always make sure I get my schoolwork done first. You know, school comes first, and then training, and then social life if there's any time left over. <laughs> I was going to ask, tell me about the social life, Julia, because I know what it's like as a student, and, and uh, I wasn't into triathlon when I was at university, so I, I know how much time a social life and a very active social life can take up. How do you juggle it all? Um, well, most of my really good friends here at school are actually in the swim club, which I'm a part of, um, so I kind of tackle training and hanging out with my friends at the same time, which is really nice. Um and other than that, I just kind of, you know, meet friends for meals and don't do a whole lot of stuff at night because <laughs> I need my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be up early for a training session, don't you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let, let's talk about sort of how you get that balance right because, uh, I mean, studying is, is one of those things. That it's not like a, a sort of conventional job where you, you, you clock in at 8 and you clock out at 5. A lot of the stuff is done on your own. Yes, there are classes you need to go to, but there's also times you need to spend in the library or, or, or studying and that sort of thing. How do you keep that, that up? I mean, it must, be, it must be pretty difficult knowing that, you know what, I could go spend two hours in the library or I can go on a two-hour run. It, it must be tough to, to keep that balance. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, I usually just kind of play it by ear uh, based on the day and what my workload is for school um, and what my training is going to be for that day or that week. Um, and then I just kind of organize my time around my classes and try to fit everything in. Let's talk about your first Ironman and uh, the build up to that. It was just after, as you said, just after your 18th birthday. You, you must have known a, a way in advance that you wanted to do it. Did you have to hold yourself back in, in training and, and, and possibly trying to do longer sessions in your, in your early teens, knowing that you wanted to do that when you were 18? Well, I did my first half Ironman when I was 17, and I basically did not train for it. 
So I knew that I would need to train a lot more for my first Ironman um, to avoid that terrible experience. Um, but I actually was doing lacrosse for my entire senior year of high school um, for that spring season. So I didn't get as much training in for my first Ironman as I would have liked to. Um, and then my dad helped me slowly build up my mileage so that I could get a couple 20-mile runs in before uh, my first Ironman. So I'd have that distance. Did he do that one with you as well? Uh, yeah, we both competed. We didn't like run it together, yep. but he was there at the finish line and gave me my medal, which was awesome. Did you get to see him out on the course? I mean, is it, is it one of those courses that's a bit of an out and back that you can sort of cross over and see each other or, or not really? Yeah, I did get to see him. I think I saw him once or twice on the bike, and then I saw him three or four times on the run due to the out and backs, which was really awesome. He really encouraged me, um, and it was just great to see him doing really well that year too. That's awesome. Talk to me a little bit about the the sort of first experience. Uh, I think your your first Ironman's one you, you always remember. Was it what you thought it was going to be? I mean, growing up around the sport, you've obviously been to lots of them and, and seen the finish and just experienced that whole atmosphere. What what was your first experience like? Um, It was somehow even more incredible than I was expecting it to be. And I had built this up in my mind a lot over the 15 years I'd been expecting it. Um, so it was a really amazing experience and I just, I had a smile on my face the entire time. I was just so excited to actually be competing and not just spectating. <laughs> when, when did Kona pop up on the radar? Um, Kona did not pop up on the radar until after I had qualified. I was not expecting to qualify at my second Ironman oh, at really? all. Yeah, I, I had no idea I was even up there. <laughs> It's amazing. I, I mean, we chatted briefly before we started recording, and you were saying that your dad is is a, a pretty decent athlete too, and he's never qualified, but he's he's up there in his age group. Has, has he over the years tried to chase Kona slots? I mean, did you know about Kona growing up, or was it purely like you know only once you started racing did you actually think, hang on, there's something something that I can can aspire to? Um. Well, my dad has never really been like chasing a Kona spot per se. Um. He's always kind of, you know, had it up there, but he really just races for the fun of it. Um, he's not, like, crazy competitive about it. Um, so I knew about Kona just from, you know, various people I know in the triathlon community that had gone and uh, just seeing it on TV, seeing it online. Um, so that was basically my exposure to it. I always thought it'd be really, really awesome to go someday, but I didn't think it would ever actually become a reality. <laughs> And you, you get the slot and, and you decide you're going. That that must be almost a, a, a surreal feeling. Yeah, it really was because I qualified at my second Ironman, so I was only 19. Um, and the year before, I got an eighth in my age group. So I was like, well, I'm going to improve my time. It's going to be great. And then about a mile from the finish line, I found out that I was in first. Um, so I just sprinted the rest of the way because I didn't want to be caught by second. And then I had to wait for the results to come in because it had been a rolling start. So that was probably the most anxious five minutes of my life to make sure that I had actually beaten the girl in second. Um, and then I really, I just could not believe it. I was so excited and giddy and I was just so, so pumped to go. What did you, I mean, growing up and, and being around the sport, what did you sort of think of Kona before you got to experience it? I mean, did you did you give it much thought beforehand? 
Um, well, I hadn't given much thought to actually going to Kona, but I always thought it'd be cool to go and spectate or something. Um, and I just thought it would be like so epic to just be around all the top people in the triathlon community. Um, and it was it was pretty much what I dreamed it to be. Yeah, I mean, your, your experience on Kona, I mean, you, you win your age group, you qualify, you finish fourth in Kona. I mean, that's that's really a result not to scoff at. A, a podium on the Big Island is fantastic. Did you change anything in the build-up to, to Kona 2015 that you had done slightly differently to, to your other races? Uh, no, I pretty much, I used the same training plan. Um, I actually biked less than I had wanted to because I was away at a new school. Um so, yeah, I didn't change much. I was pretty impressed by the fact that I PR'd by over half an hour, um, not changing my training. That, that must fill you with a lot of confidence. Uh, I mean, you, you talk about getting PRs on, on or in a race like Kona, uh, where, where conditions are generally pretty tough. It's hot. It's, it's brutal. That, that must fill you with a lot of confidence going, you know what, if I, uh, if I proved like, improved like that at Kona, I can go a lot faster on, on maybe a course. And, and I say easier, not that there's anything such as an easy Ironman, but uh, I think you, you know what, I, what I'm trying to say. It, it, it must fill you with lots of confidence. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, I've only done Kona and then I've done Ironman Lake Placid three times. And I actually thought that Lake Placid was a harder course because it's so mountainous. It's the Adirondacks. Um, and Kona has about the same elevation, but it's just much more gradual as opposed to Placid where you have very steep hills for a while. Um, so it was pretty exciting to see how I could do on like different sorts of terrain, different climate. Um, I did manage to get the worst sunburn of my life at Kona. Um, <laughs> but other than that, I actually didn't find the conditions all that challenging. Brilliant. Let's, let's touch on the, 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 the post Kona. We'll, we'll get back to the race and, and sort of your experience in that now, but. Did, was the plan to go back in 2016? I know you haven't qualified for, for this year, but what was that, the plan, and, and things just haven't gone according to plan? Yeah, so my hope was to qualify and head back to Kona this year. Um, unfortunately, that did not happen. Um, I raced at Lake Placid this year, and I came off the bike in great shape, and then... I had a terrible run and managed to bonk very, very badly. Um, and I was passed by the girl who eventually got first and is now going to Kona. What, what do you what do you put that down to? Um, I think it was my nutrition. Um, I probably didn't eat enough on the bike, and I think I had a little too much Gatorade. And then when I bonked on the run, I had some Red Bull just as kind of a last-ditch effort to get rid of my bonk. And it worked, but screwed up my stomach for the rest of the race. So it's kind of a combination of all these different nutritional decisions. How, how frustrating is that? Uh, it was very frustrating, but I allowed myself to be mad for about a week. And I've just kind of moved on. I'm signed up for another race. And hopefully I'll be heading back in 2017. Awesome. Let, let's talk about Kona and the experience on, on the big island. You mentioned the PR and uh, on, on the bike. What's it like to race there? I mean, we've spoken about it quite a bit here on the on the podcast and, and arriving on the big island. And it's just athletes as far as you can see and, and really, really good and fast ones. How did you feel arriving? Were, were you intimidated, excited? Uh, talk me through through what was going on in your mind. Um, I was just so excited. I wasn't really intimidated by them because I knew that I had earned my spot there. 
Um, but it was really cool to see all these like top age groupers, top pros in the world, all hanging out in one spot, getting to talk to all the best producers of like triathlon equipment. Um, and just seeing the whole environment that, you know, we've all heard so much about. It was really incredible. And the race itself, your, your experience of, of the race, you mentioned your first one being this like, even better than you were imagining it was going to be. Was, was, the, was it the same in Kona? Um, well, Kona, I actually went into it with the mindset of I'm probably not going to podium here, so I'm just going to go out and enjoy it and have a great time. Um, and then once I got on my bike, that kind of went out the window because I was like, wow, I feel really good. I'm just going to push it. Um, and it turned out for the best cause I ended up in fourth, which was completely unexpected. Um, but it was honestly a surreal experience just riding through the lava flats, running in the energy lab. It's all these things that you hear about and you see all the pictures of, but when you actually do it, it's just even better. Going into a race like Kona with, with no expectations, like you said, obviously things changed a bit when you got onto the bike, but not, not really expecting anything and whatever happens on the day happens. When you come away with it, with, uh, from it with a fourth, does that sort of put a bit of pressure on you going forward where you think, hang on a sec, I was fourth in, in my age group in the world. The best athletes were there. I need to be performing better at, at the sort of local races that you tend to race. Does, does that factor into it? Um, it does factor into it a little bit, but I think more than anything, it just kind of gives me that little bit more confidence. Um, I, I mean, I did place fourth out of all the girls in my age group in the world, the best in the world were there. Um, so I know what I'm capable of now. Um, so I think that allows me to kind of push myself a little bit more because, you know, I've done it before I want to live up to it now. The interesting thing with, with age group racing and Ironman as well is in the, the younger age groups like the 18 to 24 and then as you start getting slightly older, it gets a lot more competitive before it starts dropping off again, if if you know what I'm saying. Does that does that freak you out a bit that it's not going to get easier maybe for the next 15, 20 years for you? It's going to get harder? Um, I'm actually okay with that because I started so young and I've progressed so far from when I started, which was only about two years ago. Um, that I'm just kind of looking up, like, what more can I do and how many more people can I compete against? Because my age group is so small. I'm actually kind of looking forward to getting into the bigger age groups eventually and seeing what I can do in those age groups. What, what, what's the sort of goal when it comes to Ironman? I know it's, it's a, it's a tough question to answer, but if, if one day in a long, long time when you're old and gray and you're no longer racing, if I could wave my magic wand and, and all your sort of Ironman and triathlon dreams could come true, what would you, what would you want to happen? Um, I mean, kind of the dream would be to somehow win my age group at Worlds. Um, who knows if that's actually possible, but that would kind of be the ultimate goal. Um, and other than that, I'd really just like to see how fast I can get. You know, I want to keep beating my times in each discipline. I want to keep improving. What are you What are you really struggling with right now when it comes to triathlon? Um, well, I'm kind of stagnant on my swim right now. I haven't really improved my times on that so much, just because the input of training to gain such a small amount of time is so huge. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out my nutrition a little bit, just because. I've only been in like super endurance sports for about two years. Um, there's still like the ins and outs of it that I'm trying to figure out. 
looking at uh, if if or, or, or let me put it this way if i say the word kona what do you what do you think what does it mean to you um kona means reaching the top to me um you know you reach the top of your field in the regional races and the local races and then you get to go and compete against all the top people in your age group in the world awesome as far as uh, as far as the sort of amount of training you do on on a weekly basis i mean could you sort of fill us in on, on what a general week looks like for you? Um, so when I'm at school, I typically swim three days a week with my swim club. Um, so that's about four and a half hours of swimming a week. Um, for the bike, it kind of depends on the week. Um, I usually try to get in one really long ride, you know, four or six hours. Um, and a couple of shorter ones, usually like two, three hours. Um, and then for the run, I run every day that I'm not doing something else. And then I add in at least one brick a week. Um, so I usually end up with about 40 miles of running every week. Wow. That's amazing. And we, we've got uh, quite an interesting mix of, of, of listeners to the podcast. There's uh, guys and girls, obviously like yourself who, who have qualified and we've got the, the guys and girls on the fringe who are trying to. We've got uh, out-and-out newbies who are either training for their first one or have never done an Ironman. What advice would you give to those novices who are, are possibly contemplating doing their first Ironman? What, what would you tell them? Um, I would say absolutely do it. Ironman is an amazing experience, and I genuinely enjoy it. Um, just make sure that you're enjoying your training along the way because that's going to be where you spend all your time. The actual race itself is you know, 17 hours maximum, you're spending probably that much time every week training. So I just, I would say, enjoy your training, enjoy your race, just get the most you can out of the experience. Who's your dream training partner? Um, my dream training partner. Uh, well, my dad is my training partner. I love training with him. Um, if I had to choose like a pro triathlete, I'd probably say Miranda Carpe. She's awesome, absolutely awesome. Let's let's touch on on races that you still want to do. I mean, there's so many, and the sports is really exploding globally. Have you given it much thought about uh, about races and and looking ahead to to what races you would possibly like like to do? Um, well, I'm definitely going to keep doing Ironman Lake Placid. It's basically in my backyard, um, and I just absolutely love it up there in the Adirondacks. The course is awesome. Um, but I definitely like to do some other ones, um, Montre Blunt, um, Ironman Canada over in Whistler, um, and also some of the ones in Australia and Europe just sound so awesome. It's just so much travel. Yeah, so 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 many races, so little time. That's what I keep telling myself. It's uh, it's phenomenal how many how many there are, and they just keep popping up as well. That's the uh, the beauty of this thing, I guess. As far as your strengths, I mean, what would you say out of the three disciplines is your is your strongest? Um, I think I'm about equal on the bike and the run. Um, I've worked a ton on my bike this year, so I've greatly improved there. Um, if you'd asked me last year, the year before, I would have said just my run, hands down. But I think now my bike and run are about equal. Is that a good thing? Um, I think so. <laughs> as long as I don't head out too hard on the bike, then I still have my running legs left over, so I don't have to run down as many people. I'm just have to, you know, maintain where I am off the bike. What's the biggest life lesson Ironman's taught you so far? Oh, geez. Um, I think the biggest life lesson Ironman has taught me is just 
be persistent. You know, you can do whatever you put your mind to. You just have to put in the work and believe in yourself and you can make it happen. Julia, who, who, who do you really look up to that? I mean, you talk about uh, good athletes and, and possibly one day being the fastest in your age group. Who, who do you admire? I mean, who do you think or who inspires you to keep doing what you're doing? Um, I think that basically the kids that I coach all summer at camp are the ones that inspire me to keep doing what I'm doing because I want to show them what everyone is capable of. You know, if you push yourself, you can keep doing this, you can get better. Um, and every time I do a race, they're always so excited to see how I did. You know, I just want to keep pushing myself and show them this is what you can do when you put the work in. I love that. And and you mentioned training with your dad and and that first race that you did uh, he was he was out on the course as well. How cool is it to to be able to do these these sort of things with your with your dad? He must be he must be super chuffed and and super proud of what you've achieved. Yeah, he definitely is. Um he's been super supportive of me um through triathlon, you know, life in general. Um but it's definitely brought us closer cuz we're out there training 15, 20 hours a week together. Um we push each other, and then we also get the time to just talk to each other while we're out there, just the two of us. Who's the better triathlete out of the two? Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> well, he has beaten me in every race we've done together, but I'm closing in, so hopefully I will beat him in our next race. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's fighting talk. I love it. Well, Julia, I'm going to end that there. We're going to get you back on in uh, or on, on a few other episodes to talk about the individual disciplines and, and what you're doing and what you've done to get better, but we'll save that for another time. Thanks for your time uh, here on the Cone Edge. Yeah, thank you for having me. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Kona Edge. Don't forget to connect with us on social media. Simply search for The Kona Edge.